Hi, and welcome to the research room, a space to make research by the people for the people. And we have another episode of Falsifiable Fridays. And we are going to be talking about how to improve memory, um, hopefully in a fun way, although I'm going to start with some not so fun stuff. Um, so a problem that we're going to be having uh, as a society um, in the next 20, 30, 40 years is probably a growing rate of dementia. And I guess, I mean, you, you probably have like some understanding of what dementia is uh, at this point. Um, but just in case for anyone who doesn't know, dementia is a very like broad term um, that is used. Um, and really it just is talking about like cognitive changes. Um, so what does that mean? Um, so like impairments in like thinking and uh, speaking and like feeling and uh, any other thing that you can think of. Um, when it comes to your, your brain functioning. And so there's um, there's a few different types uh, of dementias. Um, it's not just like one thing. Um, you can have different types and those will have different like consequences. And also, I, I guess I'll say that like, we were probably more familiar with dementia later on in life, um, which makes sense. Um, Cause that's also like when um, these symptoms might be most like pronounced, but dementia usually actually like it's apparent when you're younger, uh, when you're 30, when you're 40. Um, and I mean, there's various reasons for that, of course, but like knowing that dementia starts that early and that there are like signs, even if they're not like fully in your face just yet, um, there are ways that we can like combat that, right? So um, when it comes to like different types of dementia, um, there's, I'll, just, I'll name a couple just so you get a sense of like what is out there. Um, so there's uh, this thing called frontotemporal uh, dementia. Um, that is only in reference to the parts of your brain uh, that are um, mostly being affected here. So this is all the stuff that is around here, um, frontal lobe, temporal lobe, um, which is on either either side, um, on both sides um, of, of your head. And so for this, um, I mean, if you remember some of the stuff uh, that I was talking about last week, um, this is all to do with like, I mean, higher level, like sorts of thinking, right? Um, so the stuff that uh, deals with like abstract thought and like also judgment, um, the ordering of things, the um, when you should do things, organization, like even movement uh, that goes into this. Um, there's those kind of aspects that definitely get like worn out uh, when it comes to this kind of dementia. There's also the other stuff of like just generally thinking um, and who you are as a person. Uh, you, uh, so like how you are, are expressing yourself. Um, so whether that is like through your words, but also like in your behaviors, um, potentially you will be a little bit uh, more irritable. You'll be um, uh, just like, <laughs> uh, it's, um, 
more frustrated, right? Like uh, you, you are losing parts of yourself and you know that you're losing parts of yourself and also the parts that um, are there to like help regulate your emotions when it comes to all these kinds of things, those are also wearing away. So like, there's a lot of reasons for why that kind of stuff happens. Um, there's like normal um, things that also happen. So like um, most people are gonna be aware of like Alzheimer's, it's the most common um, dementia. Um, Honestly, like kind of everything uh, wears away uh, when it comes to this um, type of dementia. Um, of course, there's like the memory loss uh, sort of stuff, the general like confusion and like not knowing where you are, um, who, you, who you're interacting with, <clears throat> being stuck in the past, like those kinds of like loops, um, like you're not sure if you've said something already. Um, but then also there's like the emotional personality sort of things that also like happen um, alongside this. So um, yeah, depending on what kind of uh, dementia you have, um, you'll treat it in a slightly different way probably. But maybe there are like skills that like help prevent some of these things happen or at least prolong the onset of some of these things. I imagine it'll be more than just prolonging it. Uh, like, I think you might be able to really, really prevent some of this, but I mean, that's kind of an opinion. Um, Cause I mean, there are of course, behavioral factors that go into whether or not somebody has dementia, there's plenty of genetic factors as well. So, I mean, just as we age, um, the things that are happening in our brain, uh, that is going to um, potentially have uh, a lot of impact on whether or not uh, you end up developing uh, dementia and the severity of it as well, right? The speed at which um, it progresses. Um, so as you age, that naturally happens um, when you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s. Um, there's other things of like, uh, if, if someone in your family has had it, um, there's more likelihood that you're going to have it as well. And, and that is because of the genetic factors. So like if your parents have it, if you are somebody that has dementia, you're more likely to pass it down now um, to, um, to your children. So there's, there's that as well. There's other things uh, that are like environmental um, that unfortunately is also very much going to be affecting us. So um, there's already the stuff of like, we are growing older as a society. Although, I mean, in the last few years, um, it, it that number has been going down um, and like kind of leveling out and it's been on an upward trajectory um, for I mean for the past like 40 50 years so um, so um, at this point in, in society um, we tend to live longer than like 100 years ago 200 years ago so um, yeah, those kind of factors will be in play. The environmental factors are uh, things of uh, pollution. Um, when we are not getting like good blood circulation, when we're not, um, when we're having other impairments because of the things around us. Stress could be one of those things, of course, but like literally just what we are ingesting into our bodies, um, which unfortunately is, is not so great these days. Um, and will continue to get worse because um, we as a society like refuse to like make something different <laughs> about how we choose to live. Um, of course, that is a topic for a different um, podcast, but um, it needs to be said that, um, yeah, I mean, literally our air pollution that is in the air, like that 
is going to increase the chances of having dementia. So if there weren't already enough reasons to like do something about climate change, this is yet another, right? So um, we have all these things that are happening um, and these things will continue to get worse um, as we get older, uh, like generationally, um, not just like individually. Um, what can we do about that? So the article that I'm going to be talking about today, um, they talk about um, what I'm going to call brain games. Um, some people call them brain games. This article doesn't necessarily call them that, but um, there are games out there that we can play, right? That um, are going to help with these like memory deficits and just general like thinking and like functioning of our brains that'll help prevent some of these other um, declines, not only that might happen in aging, but like, especially for um, this case of dementia. So um, I will say like a lot of games do have uh, like benefits. Um, they don't all necessarily help with like memory and functioning like that. Um, but games in general like are, are good <laughs> um, depending on how much you're playing them and stuff like that, of course. But like, um, yeah, I will say that. But I will also say that like if you are specifically looking to increase uh, memory functioning, there are going to be certain games that you'll want to gravitate toward um, rather than just like simply playing a game. And so um, we, we have to remember that like there's different aspects to memory. There's different aspects to um, cognitive functioning. And so for any of those things, you might want to have play different games. Um, there are certain games that like help a, a like a set of different functions. Um, and I'll talk about those ones today. So what happened in this article was um, they did a review of 16 different studies. And in those studies, they um, compared the brain games to other types of games or just other activities in general. And so um, some of the ones that ended up working, <laughs> these are ones that maybe you've even heard before. Um, there's a game for Wii, which is uh, the Wii um, Brain Academy. Um, it's not too expensive. If you want to try it out and you already have a Wii, maybe you also just want an excuse to get a Wii. Um, feel free to get that if, if you can. Um, there's Luminosity, which is an app. Um, it's available on iPhone and Android. You can get uh, Luminosity. That's also one of the... Um, like good ones, it's free. Um, you can pay for like an actual like subscription service where um, they give you like more personalized feedback and like things like that and you get more games and whatever. Um, but there's a free version that you can use as well. There's other like fairly paid um, programs um, of games um, that like actual companies might use. Um, there's this thing called Cognifit. Um, and I can't remember exactly what the cost is at the moment, um, but there is definitely a cost per year uh, in order to use that. And then there is um, Dacum um, Brain Fitness. Um, and that one, I would say like, that is really not for like individuals to use. Um, that's really for like people that have um, like homes uh, for, um, for elderly people um, that, if they if they want if they have like i don't know maybe 20 residents or 50 residents or 100 residents like they can buy this like package um to be able to disperse these games and like the the functionality um to all of the residents that are there 
um, it's pretty expensive. <laughs> um, so I would not recommend that for individuals, but it is out there in case you are interested. Um, okay, so uh, all these kinds of games, they end up working. I also recommend just trying them out. I recently tried them out. I thought they were pretty fun. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, if you get the chance, uh, try them out. Um, see see if you also end up uh, having any increases um, in your own functioning. Um, they compared these games, the researchers, they compared these games to other games, uh, like I said. So these games were things like Solitaire or Tetris. Um, there are a few other ones. Oh, uh, they, they compared it to The Sims as well um, and other action games. Um, so that was kind of fun. Um, but like I said, yeah, right? So like certain games will have certain benefits. Um, so like if you think that you will um, have all these benefits with like playing The Sims, I mean, maybe there's some, right? But as far as like what's actually going to help um, target some of these uh, specific um, memory kind of functions, um, things like luminosity might be better. <laughs> so what does it help? Um, it helps um, this thing called processing speed. So that is, um, I mean, if you think about all the things that we have to process and how long it takes to like actually process it. So like you might see something, you might have like a, a bit of a delay before you actually realize like, oh, like that's what that is. Or like, oh, that's what they were saying. Or, oh, that's what I end up reading uh, on this page or whatever, right? Um, that is the whole idea of processing speed. Um, you can delay, um, decrease some of that delay um, with some of these games. There's also working memory increases. Um, so that is just potentially how many items that you're able to like hold in memory at once and like kind of work through um, solving like complex sort of like problems and things like that I have lo a lot of like pieces or like moving parts to them. Um, you'll be able to better do that. There's um, executive functioning <laughs> that all deals with like how how you're like ordering your day uh, and like your tasks and things like that. Um, there's a little bit of like concentration that also goes on with that. Um, there's verbal memory as well that it ends up increasing. Um, so what are people saying? Are you able to retain that information? Um, what are you reading? Are you able to retain that information? This also helps. So um, those are the main things that ended up helping. There were two things that, um, at least on average, it's not able to help, which is um, the visual spatial performance. That's all stuff uh, when you are looking at things and um, thinking about like depth perception and like rotation and like things like that. Um, the perception of, of images and, and all that. Um, it doesn't necessarily help that. Um, it also doesn't necessarily help just like straight attention um, to something. Um, but there are other games out there that, that do help with that um, for sure. So um, yeah, that's, that's the overview of what happened here. So cool, right? That's fairly good, I would say. Just by being able to play games, you are able to increase processing speed and working memory and executive functioning and verbal memory. Uh, not bad, right? Um, I think the more important part here is going to be uh, these questions that I have uh, about this stuff um, and questions that I hope you have about this as well. If you want to try applying this to your own life, I hope you have these, these questions as well. And you don't just take my word as like, oh, yeah, that's the truth. So what are these questions, right? So I, I gave this overview of uh, what this paper was and what the findings were. There were a lot of things that I did not mention. <laughs> so um, one major thing is 
who were the people in these studies? And that would answer the question, for whom does it work for, right? We have to know who was in these studies in order to understand, is this something that I can and want to apply to my own life? So maybe you kind of already assumed that like, oh, like, I mean, I'm talking about this. So like, this must be meant for me, like whatever, whoever you are. Um, maybe you are of a similar age to me, maybe you're younger than me, maybe you're older than me, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, I haven't actually said who this was. So um, in this case, this was for um, adults that were 60 and older. Um, all the participants in these studies were 60 and older. Um, so makes sense, right? Um, these are some of the people that may, might be the most afflicted by um, memory kind of deficits and things like that. So um, yeah, that's, this is who the study was designed for. And this is who um, they ended up testing in order to see if these games end up working. Cool. <laughs> but does that now like change your opinion on like, can I use this information? Like, is this helpful to me? Should I not get luminosity? Um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I think um, even though, yes, they tested it for uh, people that were older, I think, I mean, it, it certainly likely at least, I mean, I guess you never know what's going to happen, but um, it's very unlikely that like it's going to cause harm if you do something like this. If you're playing for short, short periods of time, I mean, if you do nothing but play, I think that's going to have negative consequences in many ways. If you get addicted to these kinds of games, that's of course going to have um, negative consequences. But in general, if you're doing it within balance and um, all of that, probably it'll be fine and you'll probably also have like some kind of improvement there's actually some work that would say um younger people have more improvement um maybe because there's still more flexibility in younger brains compared to older brains so um that is part of uh this idea of like for whom does it work for um there's other parts of this though which is everyone that was in the study they were um they were healthy people, self-rated as healthy. They were people that didn't think that had, they had like um, like major deficits. They weren't diagnosed with any conditions or anything like that. So these are all people that like, I mean, they're just, they're older and that's it. Um, so why is that important, right? That is not everyone. That is, that is definitely a uh, part of society. That is not everyone, though. There are plenty of people that um, would not fit the bill of whatever the inclusion criteria for this study was, or these studies. Um, if you are somebody who has any kind of like neurodivergence, what does that mean for you? What do these findings now mean for you? If you're somebody um, who's having like attention problems, if you're having somebody who, I mean, if you are somebody um, who maybe it just like has, has other language deficits, do these um, um, games end up working as well for you? Do they end up working better? Do they end up working worse? Whatever, right? We don't know. We don't have an answer to that. Um, hopefully there's going to be an answer to that uh, on average. But also, you know yourself, and hopefully you can you can try this out. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, and that kind of goes for anyone, right? That kind of goes for just because on average it helps most people, it seems like, that's not going to mean it's going to help everyone. So even if you are 
this prototypical 65 year old let's say no other issues and you start playing and you don't you just don't feel like any difference that happens as well um but that could also happen for somebody who's like let's say 40 but you have some sort of like neurodivergency there's a lot of different ways in which this might not work right but it's something that we can expect that it probably will Okay, so that is one of the things, one of the questions that I have. Another question is all about um, how long? How long are you supposed to be doing this for? I haven't said anything about that. I just said games work, right? But what does that mean? Does that mean you play for a day and you suddenly get all these benefits? Do you play for a year and you get benefits? What is it actually? I'm also going to say, I don't know. <laughs> and honestly, we don't know. Um, we have some idea. We know what happened in these studies. And these studies didn't necessarily try to like figure out um, what the minimal time was or what even the optimal time was. They just said like, oh, I, like we think that if you do it for this long, then it's probably going to work. And so other people have done like that same kind of thing. Oh, we think it's going to work after this long. We're going to think it's going to work after this long. Um, for some people, that's a week. For some people, that's a month. For some people, uh, that was six months. Um, it, it just kind of depended on the study. And so that's why I want to say, like, we don't actually know how long it's going to take for you to do um, get these improvements by playing these games. What we do know, though, is the average when it came to these games and these studies, um, people had um, 40, 20 minute sessions. So they, they did a 20-minute session 40 different times on average. That is kind of a lot, right? Like it's not, <laughs> it's not a short amount of time. Um, relatively speaking, it, it is, of course, 40 sessions. Um, if you're doing multiple sessions a week, that's not going to take too long. Even if you did like, let's say, four sessions a week of 20 minutes, right? That's not going to take all too long for you to have like these, these nice benefits um, from playing these games. Does that mean that like there's something magical about that number? No. Um, and also for some people, it might not take that long. For some people, maybe it's really like 20 sessions. Maybe some people it's um, 40 um, sessions, but only five minutes each. I mean, it just kind of depends on your situation and also what you can make work for you, right? Like there's these other practical kind of like um, considerations that we should be making. So, there is that idea. There is also for each of these different like outcomes, maybe that is for processing speed. Maybe that's for working memory. It might take a little bit longer or shorter for each of those things. It depends on what games you're playing. It depends on um, what program you go with, right? We just know like on average, like this is what ends up working, but that does not actually mean that this is how it's going to work for you. So keep that in mind. Um, still, I would say it's worth trying, right? 20 minutes isn't all too long. Spaced out across the week, across different months. That's not too bad. The last point, last question that I have. Um, this, one, this one I really don't have an answer to, <laughs> to be honest. I have like some thoughts, but I don't have an actual answer. And so that question is, what do we do for people who don't have access? 
if you're somebody who's watching this, you probably have access, right? I mean, you at least have access to internet of some sort. Maybe that's through data, maybe that's through uh, Wi-Fi, but you have some sort of internet access. What do you do for the people um, who do not have that same access? That's a lot of people still. Like, yes, most people, at least in America, have access to varying degrees, but that is not everyone. And it is a significant enough portion of the population that does not have access that we should be thinking about that on how do we make sure that this is not just something special for the privileged, but for people who are not able to either get a smartphone or maybe they don't have a computer or maybe they don't have that internet access, what do you do? <clears throat> and like I said, I don't have a real answer necessarily right. other than you would need to do things in person. You would need to put in the effort to actually get to people, make these, um, these games available through other means. Are people doing that? Mostly not, right? But it is necessary in order to um, really make sure that we are um, approaching these problems in an equitable fashion. You can imagine the other ways in which this is going to be adversely and disproportionately affecting certain groups in society that also might not have smartphones or computers or internet access. That's part of what I want to do um, is like, I want to be able to go to these other places. I want to go to places that I could just hold like in-person workshops on these things. And that can be like a recurring kind of thing. If people are interested in, in making these, these memory games available, helping with these other like just some general life skills that would definitely possibly in fact impact some of your other uh, parts of your life. So that's it. <laughs> that's what I have for today. Yeah, I, I, I definitely wanted to bring up, I mean, these are like fairly straightforward questions. But again, like even I don't have the answers knowing all this research. And so it's important for us to like think and like really see how things end up um, happening in our lives, depending on what the research is. Does it match? Does it not match? Are we paying attention <laughs> to what is happening uh, in the research? Are they giving us enough information for us to make these kind of like conclusions for our own lives? That's super important, right? That's the most important thing. It doesn't matter what the finding is. Does it actually apply to my life? So I'll leave it here for today. Um, I'm going to continue with more memory stuff, though, um, for the next couple of weeks. And uh, yeah, um, if you if you want, I mean, there's, uh, of course, there's so much more that I, I left out uh, from this episode. You can find that in some of the other things that I have made for this week. Um, that's all going to be on the website, which is roomforresearch.com, and then also on social media at Room for Research. And so uh, until next time, uh, thank you. Thank you for coming. And I will see you in a week. Bye for now. With the sun. Oh,